God is great and greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same. I need you to do me a favor. Can you just celebrate and give the Lord the praise that our God so richly and rightfully deserves? Hallelujah. 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 I am keenly aware that um, we are on the second night of our revival services as far as March Gladness is concerned. And so I want to say good evening to those of you all who are checking us out online. If you're watching us on Facebook, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this evening. So real quick, we want to invite you to share this worship experience with others. So if you're watching us on Facebook, share with your personal timeline without starting a separate watch party. So we can stay in the same chat stream. If you're uh, watching us on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Text this link to your uh, friends and to your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button and, and share this experience with others. I also want you to do me a favor. Wherever you're watching us right now, if you would, just put the location where you're checking us out. Uh, I know that we have people that are literally watching us from all over the country. And so we want to thank you for doing that. Amen. So as we prepare to get started, as far as tonight's worship experience is concerned, I am certainly delighted and elated. Reverend Brenda Richardson is going to lead us as far as our worship experience is concerned as people continue to come. I see those that are on our Zoom congregation as well as online, so I'm waving at you all. Amen. And if you all will wave back at me with your chats as well as your engagement. Come on, let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Oh, 
website and I just want to know where you're joining us from. Let us know the city and the state. We want to all be together. We're all family tonight. So we just want to know where you're connecting with us from. I will be reading this scripture, Acts 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 40 through 47. Acts chapter 2, 40 through 47. And I'll be reading the New King James Version. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly. In the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. God's word for God's people, and it is blessed. Join me as I pray. God, our Father, who is in heaven, God, we thank you for showering down your love on us. You are a holy Father. And God, we thank you for all that you are doing in our lives. God, we just lift you high, God. We exalt you above everything because you are our everything. 
And God, we thank you now for this moment that's like none other, where we've come to worship you and worship you in spirit and in truth. God, we pray right now that someone that is under the sound of our voices will be changed. That life will not be the same after tonight. They will hear a word that will prick their heart, that will change their going from wrong to right, that will straighten them out, God. We pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus because we know that your word can do it. So, God, we thank you for this anointed place. We thank you for this sanctuary. It is hallowed. It is set aside for your glory. So God, now come in the midst of this waiting congregation. God, they have more needs than I even know what to talk about, but you know what they are one by one. So God, I pray right now that you will go on the shoulders of everyone in this congregation. God, bless them mightily. Give them everything that they need. God, if there's anyone that needs a financial blessing, your word says you can do it. God, if there's a healing that is needed, you can do it. God, go into the hospital rooms, into the, to the beds of affliction. God, you can heal. God, take our hearts and bind them together, God, so that when we, when we come to a trouble, God, we can know we can lean on each other, that we can call on the name of the Lord, but we can also call on a friend. A friend that sickness closer than a brother. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the, what the choir is going to do. They're going to bless us, Lord. We thank you for the musicians. They're going to bless us, Lord. God, we thank you for everyone, every, every, all the ushers, God. They're going to take care of us, Lord. God, we thank you for our pastor, God, that had the vision to continue March gladness, even in a time of COVID. God, we thank you for this time to set aside for your glory. And God, we wait in anticipation for Dr. Hale to bring us that powerful word like never before that will come and click our hearts and bring us together and give us just what we need for this day. God, we thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, don't leave us. Stay right here, God. In fact, you can just jump on us every, every now and then throughout this worship service, God. It'll be all right if somebody claps a hand, if somebody just starts shouting through their mask. God, if somebody starts putting up some holy hands, all of that. And it takes all of that because you are an awesome God. And we thank you for it, God, in advance. In your name we do pray. Can you join me in an amen? Can you join me in an amen? Can you put your hands together? Can you put your hands together? God bless you. God bless you. We will now have a selection by this awesome, awesome praise ensemble. Tongue shall confess. And every tongue will confess. 
I need some folks that's not afraid to worship our God this evening. I know that it is wet and rainy outside, but do I have a few folks that's watching us online as well as in the house, not afraid to worship our God and give our God the praise that God deserves. The Bible says, I will bless the Lord at what? Y'all help me say that thing. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's in the sunshine and the rain, in the good days and the bad days, when I'm up and when I'm down. I shall bless the name of the Lord. Just come on. Just take a few moments and just set the atmosphere to give God the praise that our God so richly and rightfully deserve. I see you online. I see you on the Zoom congregation. Hallelujah. 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 My worship of God ain't contingent upon the weather. It's not contingent upon what happened to me today. My worship of my God is contingent upon who God is. Hallelujah. 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 I'm looking forward to what the Lord is going to do on this evening. Amen. We had a wonderful, wonderful start on last night with Bishop McKissick uh, talking about one word. Hallelujah. Live. Live. And I'm looking forward to what the Lord is going to do tonight. I will be introducing our preacher uh, in a few moments. But just want to remind you all that as we navigate uh, through this current uh, endemic, I just want to let you all know that starting the first Sunday in April, we are going to be if things continue to trend the way that they are, we're going to continue. We're going to be um, uh, expanding our seating capacity, going from six feet to three feet, as far as seating capacity is concerned. So we want to let you all know that, and also we want to let you all know that, of course, the fourth Sunday of April is our church's 122nd church anniversary. Amen. God is to be praised. My doctoral classmate and friend of many years, Dr. W. Franklin Richardson, will be our guest preacher for that day. And uh, he is uh, not only nationally, but world-renowned. And uh, we're going to be blessed by the word that he would have for us. Can you just do me a favor and can you give God praise for our young adult ensemble, how they have blessed us on this evening? Thank you to Scott and our musicians for always being on point. Thanks to our ushers. Uh, for your graciousness and our audio video ministry as well as our medical team and first impression ministry thank you for all that you all have done to add uh, and augment our march gladness services it has been a blessing thus far and i'm looking forward to what god is going to do with uh, our sister our feature preacher and i'm going to introduce her after we take up the lord's offering so beloved it is time to give amen Amen. Amen. It is time to give. And as we prepare to give, just want to let you all know that there are several ways that you can give here at the St. Paul Church. The first way you can give is by either dropping off check or money order here at the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205. Um, Or you can call the church office and make sure someone is here to receive your offering at 704-334-5309. Uh, if you're mailing it, I just gave you the mailing address. If you want to drop off check, cash, money order, call the church office and make sure someone is here to receive that offering. Second way you can give is through our church website, through ACS or through Church Life. 
Uh, so if you have an account as far as being a disciple here, you can give through that platform. Another way you can give is through Givelify. And if you don't have that app on your smart device, you can download that app on your smart device and, and connect to your favorite credit card. And in three clicks, you can give as far as St. Paul is concerned. The other thing I want to let you all know is that if you have a physical offering in the house, there is a basket that is on the empty row in front of you. One should be closest to you, and at the appropriate time, you can place your offering in that. You don't have to touch it. Our account team and our ushers will collect the offering, and they will take it to the appropriate place as far as to be counted is concerned. So I want you to do me a favor, if you could, if you're watching us online as well as being in the house. If you have your offering, however you're going to give it, if you are able to lift it with your right hand, I want you to place it in your right hand. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, on tonight, the second night of these revival services, we come and we give. Uh, not grudgingly, not out of necessity, but cheerfully. Why? Because you love the cheerful giver. And on this evening, oh God, we're coming and we're giving an offering. Uh, an offering simply because you are who you are. An offering simply because you have blessed us beyond measure. An offering just to say thank you and to show our gratitude. So, Lord, if you would, take this offering and if you would, multiply it in a Godful way so that your word, your work, your witness, and your worship can go forth through the tribe known as St. Paul. It is in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Let every heart that truly believes say amen. Amen. For those that have a physical offering, if you would, just place your offering in the basket that is on the row in front of you that is closest to you. I want to thank our count team for receiving and collecting those offerings. We want to thank you all so very, very much. Sisters and brothers, it's preaching time. Amen. <clears throat> it is preaching time. And we have a return uh, guest back with us uh, in the person and personality of the Reverend Dr. Cynthia L. Hale, who is the founding pastor of the Ray of Hope Christian Church in Decatur, Georgia. Uh, Sherelle, she's from Virginia, Roanoke. Yeah, I know you know. Amen. And she is a graduate of Hollins University. She earned her Master of Divinity from Duke University Divinity School, and she has the earned doctoral degree from United Theological Seminary, and God has graced her because of her work to hold five honorary doctorates as well as an honorary doctor of law. Um, God has just so gifted her with so many graces and competencies until I could be here all night naming and describing them, but I just want to lift up a few. She is the main convener of the Women in Ministry Conference, which is a premier national conference with a focused mission on developing coaching and mentoring Christian women in ministry for this day and age. She is also the chair of the IC3 conference that is convened by Dr. Ralph West and the Church Without Walls in Houston, Texas. God has allowed for her because of her work in ministry and just in doing life to receive numerous awards. Um, in Atlanta, she was inducted into the African American Biographies Hall of Fame, the Martin Luther King Jr. Board of Preachers at Morehouse College, the Atlanta Business League Women Hall of Fame. Um, she just got it going on, just got it going on. 
under President Barack Obama. She served on his commission on the White House fellowships, and she was on the 2016 platform for the Democrat National Convention, and she delivered the invocation during that particular time. Uh, she is an author. She has several books that she has either contributed to or written, including Power in the Pulpit. Uh, and I'm a piece of work, sister shaped by God. And, and that may be a good study for our women's ministry uh, in the future. Um, and for anyone that is a part of that wonderful sorority that was started in 1908, Alpha Kappa Alpha. Sorority Incorporated. She is a lifetime member. So all the AKAs, if you will, let me let just hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Any AKAs in the house? Any AKAs in the house? Amen. Amen. Uh, I see you dancing out there. And she serves. Um, she serves their national, international organization as the spiritual oversight committee chairperson, and she is also the chairperson of their membership committee of her local chapter. God has just used her to be an amazing sister, and if the Lord's willing and things go the way they're supposed to, she will be the next president of the Hampton University Ministers Conference, which is a prestigious ecumenical African-American conference um, uh, in this world. And so I'm just so happy to be able to serve with her and um, to, to partner with her as far as doing ministry is concerned. She is just absolutely dynamic. And I'm, I'm so glad to uh, that she has allowed for me to be in her circle. And I'm glad that she has taken time from her busy schedule to come share with the St. Paul Church. So after our ensemble blesses us with their gift of song, the next voice you will hear will be that of Reverend Dr. Cynthia Hale, the founding and senior pastor of the Ray of Hope Christian Church in Decatur, Georgia. Pray for her and with her that the Lord will use her in a mighty and magnificent way.
One more. 
me one more time. Come on here. Give God some praise. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And forget not all of his spirit and benefits. Hallelujah. All over the building, won't you stand with me as we give God praise for your beloved pastor and my friend, the Reverend Dr. Robert Charles Scott. Come on, you can do better than that. Bless the Lord for the under-shepherd of this house and the one who prays for you, who preaches the word with power, who administers the affairs of this church, and who loves you to life. And to Lady Pierre, Scott, and Charis, other ministers of the gospel, Reverend Brenda Robinson, or Richardson, my sorrow. You may be seated. Other officers, members, and friends of the St. Paul Baptist Church, what a joy it is for me to be here with you again. This is so special for your pastor to think well enough of me to allow me to come to this place again. Thank you, Pastor. The last time that I was here, I told you that he is a prince of a man because he is. He is my colleague in ministry, particularly at the Hampton Ministers Conference. He said that I would be the next president, which means he'll be the next vice president of the Hampton Ministers Conference. And when I finish my two years, he'll become the president of the Hampton Ministers Conference. 
Iron sharpens iron. That's why I run with the brother. Amen. Because I learned something in my relationship with him. And I am just awed by this beautiful edifice. And also by all of the buildings that you have built to provide housing for our people. And we praise God for you and your heart as a church. Thank you, Minister of Music Scott Gibson and the ensemble of young adults who sang and blessed our souls. And thank you, Deacon Eric Edwards and Deborah Dalton for your sweet hospitality. Well, let's go to the word, shall we? Philippians, the fourth chapter. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8. I see those of you on Zoom. This is deep. I can't see my online folk. I'm going to have to go back and tell the Ray, you got to get yourself together. I need to be able to see my people. Amen. Philippians 4, 4 through 8. I'm reading from the New International Version. Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, my brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If you pray with me, I'd like to talk with you for just a few moments about password protecting your heart and mind. Password protecting your heart and mine. Pray with me. Oh Lord, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of all of our hearts be found acceptable in thy sight because you alone, oh God, are our strength and our redeemer. God, I pray that in the next few moments I would decrease and you would increase so that the people will hear and see none of me but all of you. And we will be so careful to give you the praise, glory, and honor, not just today, but for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What are you worried about? What is it that has you anxious, uptight, or stressed out? With all that is going on in our nation and world right about now, it's not unreasonable that you would be a little anxious and even fearful. It's frightening to hear the details of the horrendous attack of Putin and Russia on the innocent people of the Ukraine, along with his veiled threats about the use of nuclear arms. It's disconcerting to know that there were nine, did you hear me, nine mass murders this past weekend in our nation, verifying the continued uptick in crime. Now, the causes are many. We know that there's a spirit of lawlessness in the land. We also know that people are socially isolated, frustrated, and mental illness is at an all-time high. So much so that many are taking their own lives, especially young black people. The uncertainty of the coronavirus and its variants keep us stressed. Just when we thought the pandemic was almost over, the news report says that another variant is gaining ground. 
Politically speaking, if you've been watching the news, then you also know that you are a little concerned about whether or not Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson will get the votes needed to be the first African-American female appointed to the Supreme Court. We think we have the votes in the Democratic uh, Party needed, but Manchin and Cinema have a <laughs> we often are known for bailing out when we need them. And the Republicans are keen on trying to discredit her in any way possible. One of my friends posted on Facebook, ever wonder why the most qualified nominee for the U.S. Supreme Court is receiving the most scrutiny from the least qualified legislators? It's midterm election year and states have been working overtime to pass voter suppression laws to ensure that the voting strength that African Americans exhibited in 2020 never happens again. All of this is scary and stressful. People are on edge dealing with the uncertainty of it all. And even as Christians, if we are honest, given the uncertainty and seemingly uncontrollability of everything that is going on in our world at large and in our own private little world, we feel a little anxious, worried, or at least concerned. It's all right to be concerned. It's important for us as men and women of God to care deeply about what's going on in our lives and in our world, especially as we seek to find ways to make the world in which we, in which we live more just and equitable. But if we're honest with ourselves, some of us are not just a little concerned. We are worried. Uh, the word worried or anxious in the Greek means to be pulled in different directions. Our hopes pull us in one direction and our fears in another. We hope we survive this pandemic, but our fears tell us we may not. We hope that Ukraine will be victorious, but our fears tell us that they may not. You hope your child or grandchild gets himself or herself together, but your fears say it's questionable. You hope that you will be successful in life, but your fears tell you that there is no guarantee. You hope that you'll be able to weather this marital storm you're going through, but your fears tell you maybe not. Your hopes tell you that true love will come for you one day, but your fears say that at the rate you're going, it's doubtful. Our hopes pull us in one direction and our doubts and fears in another. Anxiety is clearly not God's will for our lives. God wants us to live life to the fullest, life with joy. God's will is that you would be confident and calm and free of needless care. Worry robs us of the opportunity to live life to the fullest because we spend all of our time and energy focused on whatever we are worried about rather than seizing the opportunities and possibilities that are presented to us every day of our lives. I don't care what age or stage you happen to be in life. You need to know there is so much more to your life. The best is yet to come and you need to be free enough to embrace it. Worry and anxiety work on the inside of us. They are large in our hearts and minds as we are fed information, see and experience things happening to and around us. What we see, hear, and experience can so easily lead to wrong thinking and wrong feelings. Wrong thinking and feelings lead to worry affecting all that we are and all that we do. 
Some of you are like me. You swim around in your head, rehearsing the negative until you are consumed by it. As a man or woman thinks in his or her heart, so is he or she. When you are worried and anxious and uptight, you can easily make wrong decisions and choices, say and do things you normally would not do. When you are worried, you are irritable and hard to live and to deal with. Messed up thinking and messed up emotions lead to a messed up life. I repeat, this is not God's will for your life. Not at any time in under any circumstances, no matter what you are dealing with. Warren Wiersbe says, and I wholeheartedly agree, that the only way to deal with worry or anxiety is to have a secure mind and heart. A secure mind is a mind that is password protected. Anything password protected cannot be easily entered without permission. If you have a computer, an iPhone, or smartphone, a Facebook page, a Twitter, Instagram, online banking, or investment account, you know that no one can enter it without a permission or a passcode. It's the same with our homes, offices, or any other building if you have an alarm system. Once you set that alarm... Using a password or a code, no one can enter without that password or code to prevent an alarm from going off. Our hearts and minds need to be secured or password protected so that nothing can enter it without permission. I just told you that every day of our lives we see, hear, and experience things that so can, so that can so easily rob us of peace. Breaking news, a disturbing doctor's report, a poor grade on a test, an annoying phone call, an unnerving email, a tainted text, an unkind word or demeaning phrase hurled at us, a car pulling in front of us, a loan officer telling us that we are not qualified for a loan, sending our dreams into question. All of this and more can mess with our emotions, put in motion wrong thoughts that will lead us to Needless worry and care. Did you hear what I said? Needless worry and care. Too many of us waste our time and energy worrying about things that will never happen. Worrying about things that really should not even enter our minds. Oh, that's because our thoughts are real and powerful. We can so easily get trapped there. Do you hear me? And as hard as we try, we cannot break free. It's the same way with our emotions. But when our hearts and minds are secure, then no matter what is happening to us or around us, we are safe and secure from all alarm. God has designed a password to protect our hearts and minds called peace. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. P-
Peace is the opposite of worry and care. Peace comes through confident trust in God to handle anything and everything that concerns us. Our God is a God of peace. He's the source of peace. Though through, through Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace, we are brought into right relationship with God who gives us His peace. Once we have peace with God, we become inheritors of the peace of God. The peace of God is a gift of inner tranquility that grows as we develop a closer relationship with him and greater confidence in him. Peace is the fruit of the spirit living within us. The peace of God transcends all understanding. The word transcends means it surpasses. It exceeds our expectation. It blows our mind. Just like everything about God and how he operates. God's ways are beyond our comprehension. Our ability to wrap our minds around. God's peace often seems too good to be true. When we are living with peace fully activated in our lives, we can't believe we have such peace protecting our hearts and minds when you have God's peace you don't react the way you used to react you no longer trip or trouble or in trouble or go off when provoked you are cool calm and collected under pressure you don't allow anybody or anything to throw you off track you care differently about people things and circumstances that used to send you over the edge you don't go postal on folks on your job when they say something that throws you off and makes you mad as a matter of fact you are so calm everybody is wondering what in the world is going on with you how in the world are you able to be so cool you might be like me. You see, at 40, I cared less. At 50, I cared differently. At 60, and now I'm almost 70, I don't care at all. Hallelujah. That's what the peace of God is able to do in your life when you activate it. People won't be able to believe how you are not volatile anymore. When I know you're good, saved, uh, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Spirit, people, and you just need one more touch. The truth of the matter is we need two or three touches because some of us still cuss, don't we? Hallelujah. But when you have the peace of God, hallelujah, you choose your battles wisely. You refuse to get involved in other folks' business. That which should not concern or involve you. People will wonder to whom or what they can attribute this calm. Even in the midst of all the madness that's going on around you. Paul says, tell them, the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The Greek word for guard used here is a military term, which means to protect or garrison by protecting. It's what soldiers do when they're assigned to watch over a certain area. If they're truly doing their job, nothing and no one can enter that area without permission. 
If you go to the White House and enter the West Wing, where the Oval Office is located, when the president is in his office, there's always a Marine standing at the door. And you, nobody can go through that door unless the Marine gives them permission. That's exactly what God's peace does for us. It protects us by guarding our hearts and minds, our emotions and thoughts. But notice the way Paul words verse 7. He says, and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, suggesting that it is not automatic. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not automatic. Uh-uh. The word will guard, a verb, indicates that it's a possibility, not a certainty. Hmm? The and is a conjunction whose function in this sentence is to suggest that having the peace of God is a logical consequence if certain prerequisites have been met. Just as there are certain prerequisites or steps taken to set the password to protect entrance to your computer's online accounts and houses, there are certain steps that must be taken to activate the peace of God as a guard over your heart and mind. They're right here in this text. Let me share them with you quickly and I'll be done. The first thing we have to do is rejoice. Say rejoice. Philippians 4.4 says rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Four times in this short letter whose keynote is joy, Paul talks about rejoicing. In 118, as he tells his friends about his imprisonment in Rome and the rivalry that is taking place between the brothers there, Paul says that he will rejoice. At the beginning of this chapter where he talks about a conflict that's taking place between two women there who threatened to split the church, Paul tells the saints to rejoice, not one time, but two times. And here he is telling us again to rejoice. Paul is saying no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what you're going through, now that you're in Christ, your proper response to pain, problems, and impossibilities is to rejoice or give God the praise. Paul is serious. He is commanding us to rejoice in the Lord. To rejoice is an act of your will. To rejoice is to command your soul to be joyful in the Lord. To rejoice is to have joy in the midst of it all. Notice that Paul is not telling us in the words of the old song, don't worry, be happy. Paul understands intimately that sometimes the circumstances of our lives do not lend themselves to happiness. Because happiness is dependent upon favorable conditions in your life, good relationships, and your field of money and possessions. Paul ain't telling us to be happy. He's telling us to have joy. Because see, when your money is funny and your change is strange, when your people are acting crazy and everything seems to be going wrong in your life, you can still have joy. Because when you're in the Lord, he is the sphere of your joy. He's the one who who's keeping you in the midst of it all. He's the reason for your joy. In his presence, there's fullness of joy, unspeakable joy. His joy is your strength, and you can get through anything when you have his joy deep down on the inside. Paul is a good example of one 
when circumstances beyond his control were crazy. As he went through persecution and imprisonment and beatings and the threat of death that was always hanging over him. He said, I'm sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. I'm poor, yet making many rich. Having nothing and yet possessing everything. Paul knew what I've come to understand the longer I live. That in this life, you will have trials and tribulations. In this life, there will always be something trying to steal your joy. Every day, there will be a reason for sadness. But when you know the Lord, you can have the same attitude that David had. When he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul will make her bold in the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt God's name together. You'll have the attitude that Habakkuk had. He said, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vine, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stall, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in my, my Savior. Every day we have to be intentional about having joy. First thing in the morning when we get up, we've got to get up with these words on our lips. Ah, I will bless the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You can't wait till you get to church. You can't wait till you get in a prayer meeting you got to even give God praise when you are in the depths of despair and you feel like you just can't make it I will bless the Lord I will rejoice this is the day that the Lord has made See, the psalmist had this kind of attitude because he knew that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And you know what that word rejoice means? It means to turn around. Hallelujah. When you turn around, what you're doing is getting a new perspective of what God is doing in your life. God is the one who made a way out of no way before. God is the one who is keeping you. God is the one who keeps keeps on blessing you in spite of all the madness that's going on. God is the one who kept you safe. Six million people didn't make it, but you were one of the ones who did. You better rejoice in the Lord. And be exceedingly glad. Ain't nobody scared of COVID. We're not scared of Delta, Omicron, B2A, whatever. Because the Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He's sitting up here talking about being a Christian and loving the Lord and waiting, waiting, waiting 
Tell the pastor, says, give the Lord some praise. Set the atmosphere up in here. You better set the atmosphere in your home. You better set the atmosphere on your job. You better set the atmosphere in your community. You better set the atmosphere in your car. You better set the atmosphere in your bathroom. You better set the atmosphere in your bedroom. You better set the atmosphere in your living room. Do you hear what I'm saying? Set the atmosphere in that sorority meeting. I don't care if you're Delta or AKA whatever. I will bless the Lord at all. Lord, I'm just praying for peace. You better rejoice. (laughs) Huh? Rejoicing. In the Lord is evidence of your confidence, your total and complete confidence in him. And when you trust God, he gives you peace. Not only are we to rejoice as a way of setting the password of peace, but we're also to pray. Look at somebody and say, what she say? She said, pray. Do not be anxious about anything. But pray about what? That's the book. Do not be be anxious for nothing is the way it reads in the King James, right? Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. What does it look like for a Christian to be running around here? Worried. Frustrated. Huh? When we say the God of heaven and earth, who owns everything, controls everything, if your God is sovereign, then what are you fearful of? When God doesn't stop something, he chooses not to. (laughs) And he's got a plan for your life. He's got you covered. Look at somebody in the face and say, he's got you covered. Huh? You don't need to worry about it. Praying is asking God for what you need and want. But prayer is also communion with God. It's walking with God. It's talking with God daily. It's consulting God when you don't know what to do. It's confessing your sins. Hallelujah. The greatest of which is a lack of trust. Y'all didn't know that, did you? Trust is, lack of trust is a sin. Because it's falling short of God's glory. Don't ever sing, I will trust in the Lord if you don't mean it. Hmm? That's not some little cute song to sing. That's an affirmation. Huh? And we can bring anything to God. You understand? The big things and the little things. We don't seem to have a problem bringing the big things. But the little things we hold off until they become big. 
But we need to take everything to him the moment they enter our mind. Don't hold anything back. The songwriter said it like this. Oh, what peace. We often forfeit. Is that right, Scott? Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry. What? What? Everything. Yes, ma'am. Look at your neighbor and say, now I know why I don't have peace. Because you're not praying. How's she going to come in here and insult us like that? I'm not insulting you. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm not insulting. I'm consulting. Soros, did they tell me to come over here? <laughs> Didn't y'all invite me? This is a consultation. Paul gives us three words that tell us how to approach God when we're making a request of him. First of all, the word prayer here carries with it the idea of adoration, devotion, and worship. Daily we are to worship him. Now there's a difference between praise and worship, you know. We praise God for what he has done. And we worship him for who he is. Every day we are to worship him. And can I tell you that worship is not about clapping your hands. Worship is about speaking well of him. Tell him what he means to you. Give him glory for who he is. Huh? Adoring him. Letting him know how much you love him. Because in worship, we see his greatness and his majesty. In worship, we recognize that God is bigger than our problems. It's for this reason that we are to begin all of our prayers with adoration, acknowledging who he is. And then that worship leads us to petition. The prayer of petition is no place for generalities. Do you hear what I'm saying? I want you to be specific. In your prayers. God needs us to share. He already knows what we're going through. But when you tell him, when you cast all your care upon him, you release God to be God in your situation. As only he can do. Sometimes God just needs our permission. To work things out. Because when he looks at your life, does he say to himself, well, she, she thinks she got it covered. Do I really need <laughs> I'm sorry. My members tell me that all the time. Don't walk in my direction. Walk in somebody. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what I tell them. Look straight ahead and nobody will know that I'm talking to you. Hallelujah. Even if I come straight ahead with you. You better be glad I don't know any names in here. Oh! 
This is no time for half-hearted, passive praying. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like whatever you can do, God. No. You're worried. You're feeling like you have no control. You're about to lose your mind. And you need to be real with God. You've got to wrestle with God in prayer like Jacob. Sweat like Christ in the garden. Weep before God like Hannah. Knowing that God will hear and answer your prayer. And when you petition God, you've got to do it with appreciation. Thank God for what he's already done. Thank him for how he's blessed you. Thank him for how he's kept you. Thank him for what he's done on your behalf. And when you pray to God with thanksgiving, you're acknowledging that he did it before. He can do it again. Somebody ought to give God praise up in here. Finally, to set the password of peace over your heart and mind, you have to practice right thinking. Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think on these things. Evaluates what the enemy places in your mind. Hmm? By looking at this word, is this true? Is this noble? Is this right? Is this pure? Huh? Because the way the enemy likes to trick us and keep us bound is through lies. He is the father of lies. And his native, native tongue is lying. And that's how he keeps us so bound. Is this lovely? I told you earlier that I like to swim around in my head. But it's usually not good things. It's negative stuff. It's what somebody said about me. Hmm? And rather than think about the hundred good things that somebody said about me, I think about that one. Thing. And I allow that to determine my state of mind and heart. So you've got to fill your mind and heart with things that are true, lovely, of good report. And that's none other than the word of God. The word is true. The word is right. The word is pure. The word is everything that you need it to be. So much of what we hear in the world is not what we need to be listening to. Some of us spend too much time looking at MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, on our iPads, looking at Facebook. All that stuff on Facebook is not healthy. Hmm? I know, because I read it. <laughs> I'm 
as guilty as you are. I came to preach to help myself tonight. <laughs> but the word of God promises us he'll keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him. The word of God promises no weapon formed against you shall prosper. The word of God promises that God will meet all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. The word of God says you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. The word of God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are God's works and that my soul knows right well. You know what the word of God says about you. Hallelujah. You got to read it for yourself. And when the devil tells you you are old, you can't handle this, you are weak, you are dumb, you are ignorant, say no. You got it wrong. The word says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image and likeness. And when the enemy says you are worthless, then ask him, well, why did God pay such a high price for my soul? Praise, pray, study, read the word, and speak it to yourself. The word of God for the blessed people of God. Thanks be to God. God bless you. was that word for tonight? No, I, I, if that word was for you, can you just give God a little bit more praise and can we thank God for the woman of God and the person and personality of Dr. Cynthia Hale? My God. Go ahead and praise him. 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 Go ahead and put in that password, peace. Ah, uh, absolutely incredible. Here's what I love about my friends that are preachers that I bring here to St. Paul with great intentionality. They have such, such a diversity in style, but you're going to get something you can take away. I don't know about anybody else, but I have been blessed beyond measure tonight. Listen, if you want the peace that goes beyond all understanding, you got to have the person of peace, known as the Prince of Peace, none other than Jesus Christ. And 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 Dr. Dr. Hale and I, we were talking at lunch today, and she said something to me that just blessed my spirit. And and I want to give it to you. It was about when I was telling you about a situation I was dealing with, and you said it was a nuisance but no threat. 
Anybody in here know something about nuisances, but when you think about it, there are really no threats. And, and you know how that becomes real? By having Jesus Christ in your life. Listen, I want to, if you're watching us online or if you're in the house, I want to lead you in, in just a short prayer, a prayer of a new life, a prayer of a brand new start, a prayer of a new beginning. And if this prayer meets you where you are, in your head, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, I want you to make a decision tonight, either for Christ or church. And I'm going to let you know what you need to do if you're online or if you're in the house. So if you would, and we're going to pray this prayer together because for all of us, it's a reminder for those of us that are saved of what God has done. But if you're not saved tonight or you're not sure, I want you to leave this place with the blessed assurance that God loves you and that you can belong to him. So let's bow our heads in prayer. God, I thank you for Jesus Christ who brings us peace. He brings us reconciliation with you. I believe through the cross, he reconciled us. I believe when you raised him from the dead he edified us now send your spirit into my life so I can live for you forgive me of my sins and at this time thank you for the gift of your salvation in the name of Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior I pray Amen. Hear me and hear me well. If you prayed that prayer online, if you prayed that prayer in the house and you meant it in your head, in your heart, your mind, in your spirit, if tonight you're not sure where you stand with God, but if you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer, you're sincere about that prayer, let me tell you that tonight, right now, salvation can be yours. You're not saved on works. You're not saved by coming to church. You're not saved by giving tithes and offerings. You're saved by the grace of God through your faith. It's really that simple. It's the discipleship piece that's hard, but we can help you with that. So if you're here tonight or if you're watching us online, if you're watching us online and you prayed that prayer, you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If you're watching us on Facebook, on our church website, would you type in salvation? When our digital ministers or social media influencers will reach out to you, let you know what the next steps are. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on telephone, do me this favor. If you would, send us an email at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at 704-334-5309 right now. Someone by 5 o'clock tomorrow will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're in the house and you don't have a relationship with God, but you prayed that prayer, you're sincere about that prayer, I just want you to do me this favor and do God this wonderful pleasure. Just hold up your hand if you're in the house. Just hold up your hand. If you just prayed that prayer, you're sincere about that prayer. You want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If you would, hold up your hand right now. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you're sincere about that prayer, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. Here's my other call. If you're in the house right now, you don't have a church home, you've been bouncing around from place to place trying to figure out where you need to fit in, I want to offer St. Paul to you. 
I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so if that's you and you're in the house right now, you don't have a pastor or you haven't been going to a church consistently, let's do life together. Let's do life together. If that's you, would you hold up your hand right now? Would you hold up your hand right now? Nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be afraid of. Hold up your hand. I would love to have you to be a part of our congregation. Would love to have you be a part of our congregation. Would you hold up your hand? If you're listening to us online, if you would, on Facebook or Vimeo, just type in connect. When our social media people will reach out to you, our digital ministers will reach out to you. If you're listening to us on YouTube or on the telephone, call the church office at 704-334-5309. Leave your name and your number so we can reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you would just do me this favor, can you just take your seat at this time? Give God praise for this powerful word that has been shared. I want you to do me this favor. Now, how many of you all said that word was for you? That word blessed you. Now, one of the things that that as your pastor, I'm very sincere about, very serious about, I believe in sowing and reaping. I don't believe in sowing and reaping for prosperity's sake or anything like that, but I believe in sowing and reaping because I believe that if you sow much, you reap much. If you sow little, you reap little. And in sowing and reaping, one of the things I've discovered being a country boy from Mississippi, if you plant three seeds of corn, you can get 12 ears of corn. But if you plant more corn, more seeds, you'll get more ears. What am I trying to say? You always get more than you reap, than you sow. And so tonight I'm going to ask Brother Ken if you come on one side, uh, Sister Lisa if you would be on that side. And and I don't have a set amount for you to give. I've already given my offering, but this is above the offering. And so whatever you want to give, I want to sow into our preacher tonight. And so we're just going to ask those that are watching us online, you can go to the Givelify app and just under offering. You can give at that moment. Just put it under offering. Just put it under offering. If you're in the house, you have a physical offering, do me a favor. Um, if you feel like walking, walk. If you don't feel like walking, hold up your hand and one of our people will come and get it. So we're going to ask that you will move right now, bring your offering or have someone to bring your offering uh, if you don't mind uh, at this particular time. Amen. 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 God bless you. 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 I believe that there are people even on our website and on Givelify that are sowing right now. God bless you. God bless you. We want to we want to sow into the woman of God. God bless you. God bless you. Reverend Richardson, thank you so much for leading our worship experience. Can we celebrate Reverend Richardson, our minister of Christian education? God bless you. God bless you. It has been a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful worship experience. Dr. Hale, thank you so much. Can we celebrate this woman of God one more time? Y'all knocked it out the park tonight. Thank you all to our young adult praise team. Thank you all so much. Y'all were just absolutely incredible. Helped to set the atmosphere as far as preaching and worship is concerned. Listen, we're getting ready to get out of here. It is, according to my watch, 825. It didn't take her all night to do what she had to do. Am I right? Amen. What a word. What a word. What a word. What a word. She blessed us in a tremendous way. So if you would stand. If you would stand. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. God, you are just absolutely mind-blowing. 
And thank you for giving us a password that will protect our hearts. The peace of God that transcends, that goes beyond all understanding. That folks can't even understand. How is it that we're able to do what we do in the midst of dysfunction? It is because of your peace. So, Lord, as we prepare to leave from this place and this space, but never your presence nor your provision, keep us in your sovereign care. Then, God, on tomorrow night, those that are able and willing, let us come back to hear Dr. F. Bruce Williams and close out the last night of our March Gladness 2022 revival. For those that are getting ready to leave this place, give them traveling grace and mercy to their destination. And when they get there, let them find safety and security tranquility and peace it is in the name of jesus the christ we pray the one who is our ultimate peace amen amen listen i love you god loves you even more if you will take your seat our ushers are going to escort you out quickly and you can fellowship outside amen amen thank you all so very very much ushers if you would let's go ahead and let's allow for our people to be dismissed they're waiting on y'all